Hello, my friends. It is I, Justin. How are you? Hope you're doing well. I'm drinking coffee. How about you? Welcome to episode 46 of the Chocolate Croissants podcast. Our guest this week was ourselves. Jordan, Matt, and I were able to go back into Jordan's apartment where we normally record these episodes, and we were able to sit down, answer questions from the Facebook group. If you have not joined already, please visit facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants. Join us. We answered questions from the group. We just put out a little thread, asked people, hey, anything you want to know, let us know. We also went back to what we originally had started doing when we were doing the podcast, which was live streaming. So join the Facebook group. You can watch the live stream when we do it. We're going to try to live stream more often. We're working on it. It's going to get good. I'm really excited. So instead of me telling you about our guest this week, I'm going to tell you about our lovely, lovely, absolutely wonderfully fantastic sponsor, Nat A Tattoo. And you can actually go check out Nat A Tattoo as they have some upcoming dates. They're going to be at the, let's see here, they're going to be at the Natural Products Expo West, which is kind of cool because Matt and I actually met the founder of the company, Christy, when we were at the Natural Products Expo East. So Natural Products Expo West, if anybody's on the West Coast wants to go check out what's going on over there, they're there from March 9th through the 11th. They'll also be at Villain Arts Chicago, March 23rd to the 25th. I hope somebody who's maybe from Philly got to go see them when they were at Villain's Arts uh, from February 9th to the 11th. They're also going to be at the San Diego Tattoo Convention, May 4th through the 6th. I'm sure somebody will make a Star Wars joke on that one, but I will not. Uh, and then they're going to be at Villain Arts Baltimore, which uh, maybe we'll be attending, which would be kind of cool, May 4th through the 6th. So let me tell you about our wonderful friends over at Nata Tattoo. They are a certified all-natural, all-vegan, and all-organic tattoo care brand. Their renowned tattoo care kits cover all the steps from how to treat and protect your fresh tattoos to how to keep them healthy and looking great even once they've fully healed, which I know Matt can talk about. So Matt was kind of our guinea pig here as I have one little mini tattoo on my wrist. Jordan has two small tattoos as well, but Matt's kind of covered. So Matt has a bunch of tattoos, right? And so we let him take the, the care kit and really put it through the test. Um, and what's cool is that Matt has, or not cool for Matt, but he does have really sensitive skin. So he needs to find uh, ointments and balms and lotions, cleansers, everything that he would need to keep his tattoos healthy once uh, after he gets tattooed and then when he wants to keep them looking fresh later. And so what's cool is Matt said that he started with Nata Tattoo's cleanser, moved onto the lotion, and now is using the balm. And what he said was that the cleanser was really easy on his sensitive skin, that the lotion actually reduced the risk of inflammation and infection for tattoos that he had just gotten, and uh, and that the balm has kept everything looking restored and super fresh. He said he also used the moisturizer uh, on his older tattoos, and they've been brought back to life. So I don't think you can really beat that. So if you do have tattoos... I urge you to go check out natatattoo.com. That's N-A-T-A-T-A-T-The-Number-Two.com. But let me go back a little bit. So we were talking about the fact that 
Nada Tattoo is going to be at Natural Products Expo West, March 9th through the 11th. And that Matt and I, I wanted to say a few months ago, but it, it now feels like it was maybe six months ago in September, we met Christy who was the founder of Nata Tattoo at uh, Health Expo East when it was here in Baltimore. And what was really cool is uh, that we were able to learn about the story and that it's a family company that Christy started because she was in search of the best products for her own kid's sensitive skin. Now, initially, she started uh, a different company, uh, but then when her kids started to get tattooed, she decided, well, let me kind of pivot and go into tattoo care, right? So that's where Nata Tattoo comes from. So Christy, who, uh, as Matt has said a million times, uh, and I've said it as well, is a super mom, created the brand, the, the brand rather, out of love and passion for her own, her own children. The company has a strong uh, philanthropic side, and their goal has always been to create authentic products that actually work. It's all been built from the foundation, as Matt said, of love and a mom's love and you really can't beat that so whether you have existing tattoos or you're in the process of getting fresh ones now i'd recommend giving nata tattoo a try they've been kind enough to provide the chocolate croissant listeners that's you with a discount code which gets you 25 percent any uh 25 off any of the products in the store so simply visit Nata Tattoo, that's N-A-T-A-T-A-T-2.com and use the code in all caps, CHOCOLATE, C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E, the number's 25 at checkout, and you'll get 25% off your order. Pretty badass. If you want to see what they're really doing, aside from the website, you can follow one of their socials, check out their Instagram, that's at Nata Tattoo, there's no dashes, N-A-T, A-T-A-T-2, okay? Go check it out. So, no without further ado, just go listen to the episode. Here it comes, In Your Ear Holes, episode 46 of the Chocolate Croissants podcast. Matt, Jordan, and I, thank you for listening. Enjoy. Just so you guys know, we're recording this, and right now... The, we're 70 seconds into nothing. Yeah, the, 70 seconds into nothing. Anyone who listens to this podcast on iTunes is going to think it's a complete piece of shit. But for those listening on iTunes, realize that we are talking to our Facebook Live group right now, um, just as much as we are talking to you. But that being said... That being said, what language of origin was at the start of pirate culture? Um... And, the, and, the, and like the, I guess, westernized version of pirates where they have peg legs and steel booty. I don't know enough about pirate culture to tell you that, but maybe someone in the group will. So if any of you guys know a little bit more about pirate culture, please comment. Anyway, so we just wanted to, uh, yes, we wanted to make this episode about you guys and answer some questions live and questions that came in prior to the episode. We also just wanted to touch base with each other and see what everybody's been doing over the past couple weeks. Um, I know I haven't seen you guys 
since... I haven't seen you since Thursday. Well, I saw you last Thursday. I haven't seen you since we did the episode with... Who was before Rosie? Uh, oh, uh, you're, this is so, you're a tattoo guy. Willis. Oh, Willis. Willis. <laughs> by Willis. Yeah, Willis. That's bad. Okay. That's right. bad. No, it's not. We, you know, we're busy guys. Yeah, what's well, going on? Matt I and agree. I just got dinner. I feel like that's the first time you and I have had a conversation as friends in like four months. True. It was nice. It was nice. What did you guys talk about? Um, I learned about Jordan's responsibility at his job becoming more and more serious. Okay. Um, he's. Is that do, a good thing or yeah, it's a great. bad thing? No, it's great. He's, I'm sleepy now. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of really cool shit under his belt. He's building his resume. He's building his um, his job description, I would say. Building onto his job description. Uh, he's about to work an event that has jumped up uh, thousands of attendees from what it was before. And he's basically producing a, a whole big chunk of that event by himself and it's shit that he's never done before which for those of you that are watching and you ever question or think about like well i have this opportunity but i've never done anything like this before should i do it think of jordan when you get to that point because he is the living breathing example of someone who is tackling these opportunities having never ha never doing that specific thing before yeah, yeah. saying yes and figuring it out as he goes yeah yeah, I think it's been good for you, and it's been good to hear. So, good to hear about. Um, and then we talked about some more, like, just personal stuff, and um, I don't know if it's stuff that we have ever agreed to bring up on the podcast, so we'll leave those those things out. But all good stuff, nothing bad. Just, you know, certain things you got to keep private. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, oh, I, never mind. I'm centering myself right now. Um, it was a good dinner. It was fun. Uh, point being, uh, we also haven't done this with the chocolate croissants community in a long time. Um, and I think because we've been so busy doing different things, uh, I mean, I know for me, I would like to have more time. I say that, I mean, there always is time, but at the same time, you need boundaries. But my point is, I'd like to uh, invest more into this chocolate croissants project. Um we have a website, though. It's live. It's not fully updated, but we have a website. That is big news. We're trying. Yeah, if you guys go to chocolatecroissants.com now, it's not just like the Podbean site. It is an actual legit website that was made by a member of our Chocolate Croissants group. Paul. Who, who's somebody that um, I've worked with quite a bit, but his name is Paul Garcia, and he is an excellent developer specifically for WordPress which is kind of a hard platform to learn and he absolutely crushes it. So kudos to Paul. Um, what did you take away from dinner? What did I take away from dinner? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that I just like enjoy our friendship and wish there was more time for that, to be honest. Oh, I've never done this before. <laughs> Whoa, you've got a big fucking hand, man. Look We're, at that. Big ass knuckles. Look at that. For those of us, yeah, yeah. I, I do have a big hand. Wow. For those, Let for me those, try. For those listening on, uh, Damn. For those listening on, on iTunes, I Let just, see yours. I fist, fist bumped Jordan and then he was taken aback by the size of my knuckles uh, or by the size of my fist. But I do have really big hands. I, I always have. I mean, you're like six foot 
four. four. Yeah. You know, Jordan is five foot six. Yep. I think it comes with the territory. Big hands, big man. There you go. That's yep. Matt Halpern. There you go. And I'm wearing my big shoes tonight, my Timberlands. All right, this is getting weird. All right, so... Um, also what is Henley tonight? What have you been doing all week? Because you've been Justin, you've been doing some interesting things this week. You're I've, like preparing for an internship. I've been a little MIA. I've um, I've actually been pretty stressed out. Um, I have been finishing up personal statements and filling out this this obnoxiously long formatted form that tends to just repeat itself over and over and over again in putting a lot of the same information that I'll be submitting what seems like two and three times. Um, and I think most of the stress comes because the institution that I chose for school doesn't have good infrastructure in helping people with the next step. Subsequently, that's why not everyone applies for my program to these internships to become dietitians and, um, and why the number's been so low of legitimate dietitians coming out of the program. Mm. So it's been what seems like an uphill battle. I've been fortunate, similarly, that how we have our Chocolate Croissants Facebook group, I found a Facebook group in support of a company that offers free and paid services for helping get this internship. Mm. And, um, and in the Facebook group community, even last night showing the power of it, I saw something that I was like, whoa, if I hadn't seen that, I wouldn't have known I needed to do that and I would have had incomplete uh, application when I, went, wow. when I go to submit. Yeah, and everything is due two days from now, Thursday, February 15th. So this will be a few days after this uh, podcast comes out. I'll kind of feel vindicated and feel like, okay, cool, I can breathe for a bit and get back to doing other things with my life. So... Can you explain to everybody what the internship actually is, or is that not? Of course. Yeah, it's pretty simple. So I didn't know this uh, fully going into getting a second degree to be a dietitian, that not only do you go to school for four or five years, however long it takes to get through the, the, the course load, but then when you're finished, you have to apply for this very competitive internship uh, that I think has to be 1,200 hours logged. And that has to be, there's the big three, food system services, like whether it's working in a cafeteria, working in a restaurant, kind of understanding the whole deal with that, um, understanding the clinical aspect, which would be kind of like hospital related, and then understanding the community side. That could be like working at WIC, something like that in a community set, you know, setting. So what's your, where do you put yourself then to, to hit all three of those Categories. So what you can do is you can either sign up for what seems like the classic way, which is going through a university or going through um, a hospital. So like, for example, I'm, I'm applying to University of Maryland and I'm applying to Johns Hopkins. Both already have everything set up for you. So it's literally, they just, they give you the curriculum and they walk you through the whole thing mm. with a lot of extra additional homework and studying materials and whatnot. So that when you finish, when you go to sit for the boards and actually become registered dietitian of the state that you're in, you feel prepared and you're ready to go to then start working as soon as you're done. Because you've worked in the real world. Of course. Yeah. So it's pretty point. much taking all of the scholastic material and now getting the real world application. Will you still have scholastic material along yes yeah, so on top of this so it's four days a week and then you get one school day a week and then your weekends are studying and doing projects and whatever else and, and it really for you you're also training still 
Of course. And so you're I'm, taking on nutrition clients. Of course. So I'm going to try to figure out how to balance all of that come the summer. Okay. Because you're still in school. Wait, okay. When so, would the internship kick in? So I graduate in May. Mm-hmm. The internships most for the spring application deadlines will then start this summer. Okay. Summer or fall. So is it considered summer school? The one class you'd be taking extra? No, it's, it's not It's that? not or a class it... that I'll be taking. It's just one internship. But the internship is, for most people, roughly 40 hours a week. But that would be working four days a week, one day of school, and then all this is extra supplemental work they're giving you to make sure you're overly prepared for when so you get the, out of there. So the one school day a week is part of the internship? It's part of the curriculum. Okay, got it. So that's yeah. what I was asking. Yeah, okay. and I think a lot of the schools in the given area end up getting together, mm. which is kind of cool because I do want to find more like-minded individuals, more contemporaries that I can grow and nurture these relationships and use them as advocates or, or use them as potential partners down the road for endeavors that I'm interested in. You're building your network. Of course. Which, yeah. yeah. Networking which, 101. I don't know if Finn is still watching, but um, Finn will will agree that building your network is the number one of thing to do if you want to have a successful career combined with doing good work. Of course. Of course. So, and knowing your shit. No. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's very important. Okay. That's cool. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the balance thing because a couple of the questions that we got um, in relation to this episode really were as we scroll up we're looking at the nookie video yeah, a gif of yeah. west borland but as you if, as you scroll up a bit more please scroll up matt was actually kind of giving me the fred durst vibes there you got the same kind of beard and you've got the fitted baseball hat yeah well you know i mean and i look like the dj let me worse. say go let me say you do look kind of like yeah, uh, dj lethal but lethal oh. i don't think is there anymore uh, I don't know. He All left, right. He left. So let's. All in my head, it's just, I want to say bring it on, but I can't get yeah, myself yeah. to say bring it on. All right. So we do have some questions, though, and they do fall under the category of balance. Um, so I, I think we should touch on this given that you're trying to, you're, you're, you're in this process Jordan right as well. now. Um, I'm, I'm definitely always, well, I'm always right? trying to find the balance. Right. Yeah. So the question comes from, uh, I don't, uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Uh, Alishawan Damar Johnson. So the question is, for all three of us, <clears throat> you guys all seem to have quite a few projects going on. So how do you decide which project to pursue and which project not to? Thanks, guys. Much love. Um, it's it. I mean, I can answer it first. It really just depends on... Um, what are you trying to do there, buddy? There we go. See my face. Okay. <laughs> so... It, so vain. Uh, I, I just try to work on the projects that, that I'm most excited about, uh, and the ones that, that allow me to, uh, fulfill some sort of personal need in a way, whether, um, that's creative or from a business perspective, or just simply want, you know, I, I want to earn my living doing something that I love to do. And lately I've been having a lot of fun. Um, with the challenge of earning my income through things that are totally in my control and my partner's control to either make succeed or fail. Um, so I know, I know it's not like a clear answer to the question, but I just, I don't do things that don't make sense to me. 
and I do the things that I really like to do. And the bottom line is, we've talked about this before, if you really are passionate about doing one thing or multiple things, you'll make time for it. And if you're not passionate about it, you won't. And I think that will happen naturally. You just have to listen to yourself in that in those moments of of you know of making that decision to either put your time into something or not. You know whether or not you want to work on something or whether you don't want to work on something. I knew I didn't want to keep doing the the apparel line. You know, like when I had the chance to re up and keep going, I cut that out because I wasn't there you go. Because I wasn't passionate about it. But I'm really excited about all the things that I'm working on now because I think that that it falls under the categories of things that I enjoy. I think they can help other people. Um, and uh, I'm just kind of having a good time with it, you know. But you say, like, what I immediately thought when you said that you make the time for it or whatever. Like I said earlier in this episode, I'm very passionate about this podcast and the community. And I wish I could put more into it. And, of course, I'm, I'm putting the minimum amount just to make sure that we have content every week. But at the same time, I have such a huge responsibility to another thing in my life right now that I don't really have the time or energy to, to put into this. Well, um, you're prioritizing. Yes. Based on where you put yourself. Yes. You put yourself into that situation and you want to be in that situation. Um, and that is the way that you can balance it. And I don't think, I mean, in our conversations, I don't even know if you can find more time because you already do more than both no, of Dude, I, I have even, I've put such little into Beatwell in the past five months since I started with Ring of Honor and I'm still getting uh, asks. Uh, I, I have a really nice referral system uh, through this behavioral pediatrician at Hopkins uh, who's giving me quote lessons, but with kids that, you know, kind of fall more in the ADHD spectrum. Um, and it's really lucrative. Uh, I'm charging pretty much double what I would charge for, for a normal lesson because of my background and expertise uh, working with kids like this um, musically. But there's, I, I haven't answered calls or returned emails and it sucks to kind of let it go, but I don't have time to do it right now. Mm -hmm. I, I do think that there could be a balance, but you're also trying to grow and facilitate as much as you can with the newer endeavor of doing the wrestling stuff, which I think to, to Matt's point, Matt, Matt's saying that he's kind of following what excites him you can't always just go with what excites you you have to build foundation of whatever project you're working on and it and it doesn't always start out the most glamorous or fun but but just like beatwell is now kind of running itself it's because you put the time and work into building the foundation now it can kind of not necessarily run itself you still have to do a little bit of day-to-day -day catch up but it's but it's essentially right now running itself is it going to really grow and expand to something much bigger without you really watering it probably not which mm. kind of sucks too because i just wish i had more time because i'm still passionate about beatwell but i'm like fuck i wish i could be creating content at least you're not creating the fart that tyson just did yeah that was I awful do smell that. but 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 to, to really finish that point i think you're being fair to the fact that one of your projects needs you right now, and a lot of you. The, and the, you're the giving, number one priority is very clear to me. 
Right. And I think eventually, let's say a year from now, if more of the team is, is involved and on board with the vision that you're creating or that you're coming up with as a group, then it's something you can say, okay, I can back off right. 5% here and take this 5% and write one article for Beatwell to get this going. Or I can take 5% and I can put that into croissants. Right. You know, and then you'll find your way. And you'll eventually, be able to delegate more. You'll be able to delegate more to other people of course. so that you can free yourself up for the other things. Perhaps. And you're right. I mean, it's exactly what he's done with Beatwell is he's built it up right. to a point where now it kind of runs itself. You can put as much of it as you want to into it or not into it because you're focused on something else. But I used to spend a significant amount of time just networking and just go, meeting people. Uh, but that was before you took on the responsibility that not only was it you running this endeavor, a, a newer endeavor, something where it was just you, the entrepreneurial spirit. It's Jordan Goodman by himself with nobody else. Now it's you, but you're working with a whole team of people. So you can't just say, uh, I'm going to step away right now and work on what I want to work on because I'm actually really interested in putting forth effort and energy into this thing right now. But the nice thing is, I think the longer you stay away from the thing that you're itching to do, which could be beat well or could be something else, the more excited and engaged you'll be when it is time to come back to it, you'll be fired up, kicked in and inspired and you'll wanna hit the ground running and put out tons of content. And then what's nice is, hey, then you can, if you do get, not burnt out, but if you do decide to fizzle a bit, you can say, okay, cool, I'm gonna now dial back. But you can do that when it's you and you alone. No, totally. I mean, I'm going to Florida tomorrow for six days and I'll be working, doing Ring of Honor work for a few of those days for my laptop. But I also know that being away from it doing the work, but also physically and, and not being there, um, I'm going to come back next week like super fucking inspired. You'll be rejuvenated. Yeah, recharged. And, and, and that's what I was going to say too. Um, with balance, I don't even know if it's, if it's so much about balancing work for me because I really enjoy the work that I do and I think I kind of roll it all into one big thing. Um, but what I really have had a hard time doing for a, a short period of time, which I... I've been on and off my game with this is focusing on me as a physical, healthy person, mentally and physically. Um, but, and that's where I'm now really trying to balance throughout the week, almost every day, time for me to exercise, time for me to eat the way I want to eat, time for me to have, um, you know, quality time with the people I want to spend my time with as well as work because that makes for a fulfilling life. And I get to express my, you know, creative passions or my, you know, work on my hobbies day to day. But that's the real balance that I think people need to make sure that they're including. That's what I worry about. You not including enough of. And I'm not, is, and I'm aware of it, but yet it's, I'm still not making the changes uh, in a, in a, in a lasting way. I think those end up being luxuries for most people and they shouldn't be. They shouldn't yeah, it should be. be the right. foundation. They Obviously, should be the foundation. You can't do anything else unless you, your body and your mind unless you're are, healthy. are healthy, period. Of course. You can't do anything else. So it, it, And that, I know that. I just imagine people who don't know that right. and just and, live, and, live on autopilot. And we know that most people aren't aware that they should come before their job or, or taking care of themselves mentally and physically and staying 
healthy should come before everything else because how can they give to everyone else? It's like what's what's one of the old sayings of like you know it's like you don't make it you don't make time to get sick until you are sick mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like well it's nonsensical. Right? Why would we go through life so irrationally? But I've been feeling the strain, and what I try to do is I try to take the lessons from Jordan and say, well, like, okay, I, you know, I'm not doing the best I can be doing right now, but I still have to be kind to myself and I still have to love myself. And I still have to say, okay, maybe I'm giving enough energy or too much energy to one thing right now, but I have to do that right now. As soon as I get cleared, then I need to come up with a new plan. Right. Yeah. And I think Matt, you're in a place currently that does afford, although you are pitching and working on new projects currently i know two specifically mm-hmm. that you're working on concurrently and that's not the easiest but they they tend to be a bit more sporadic and you have a great partner especially like with finn who is mm-hmm. who who is you know loves just kind of burning like the the candle at both ends yep. and he loves to do the content and all this other stuff so you do have the luxury to say I have the time and energy. I'm going to use it this way and maybe not start another project. But you know what's interesting to me is you, know, you mentioned Finn. And we, he talked about this on the podcast. And he gets no matter, healthy too. No matter how busy right. he is, he spends an hour a day in the gym. You know, And he posts about it every day, running his five miles on the treadmill or doing his Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever it may be. Right. You know, I know he's eating very, very carefully and, and eating healthily. And um, that is at the core of, of what gives him the fuel to work as hard as he does. And I know that that's so important to me too. You know, I went away for the past five days and all I did was like eat and drink and like hang out in a pool, you know, for the most part. And I was around, I didn't have any time to break away because I was with family. I was with people. There was never a moment to go and like, be like, all right, I'm going to the gym for an hour or I'm going to go run for, you know, even 10 minutes. It was just like constant like needs you know, you, you just need to be with family. And there was like a vacation, which was great. But at the same time, I felt like complete shit. And the right. first thing I did today, this morning when I got back was I texted you. I was like, when can we train? I think I was even doing, was that last night or today? I don't even remember. Whatever it was. And, and I, yeah, I think last night you were trying to, to set up the week. And I've actually found inspiration in someone like Joe Rogan, who says that the beginning of the week, he'll write down all of the things that he's going to do. Yoga, two times a week. Right. These three workouts. I'm going to find time. I'm going to make the time mm-hmm. to get these two workouts in. And I think that can be a challenge to the group who may be struggling with the same stuff we're struggling with and to the three of us. Just yeah. say, hey, okay, Sunday night, I'm going to write down how many times I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And I'm going to make sure that I get close to that number. And obviously, like, as Jordan would say, yeah. we don't have to be so fucking rigid. We can still be kind to ourselves. You know, if we if we end up not having the time. If but you don't I think hit it, yeah, don't beat yourself up. But, but at the same time, like, that was – that was my priority this, this week was to lock in the two or three dates, the, th- the two or three hours out of my week that right. are going to be set aside 100% for for training. Right. And I know how I'm going to eat every day. Right. And I know that combining those two things is going to make me feel better physically and mentally. Of course. Um, and I'm going to see physical results, which is going to help me in a ton of other areas and it will allow me to then fill in the rest of my schedule with all these other things. And the more I plan my weeks and the more I'm involved with what I'm doing, which I know it sounds so ridiculous, but like the more involved in the planning of what I need to plan, mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, the structure. The better it's executed upon. Of course. And that starts with 
my own personal and physical mental health. And I think everybody should listening should do their best to try to find that balance, you know. And Dan Book is in the group right now watching, and he says, yes. What's up, Dan Book? Dan, we were talking about you at dinner, man, that show you booked where we got paid in barbecue sliders. Hey, Dan South Book. Carolina? Dan Book book shows. He yes, does. There's some pun in there, but we're not sure where to find it. It's all good. I saw Dan Book sort of recently at LAX Airport and at the... BWI Airport. Whoa! When we boarded and exited a plane together, and it was very good to see him. And you need to hit all of us up when you come back to town. Um, okay, so little shout out as well to uh, episode. What episode was Jeffrey Blake? Jeff forty, I think forty potentially. I was gonna say thirty nine. Uh, Jeff, did anybody catch Jeff's thirty nine? Thirty nine, maybe. Was okay. it thirty nine? Jeff, what I, episode way, were you? He's engaged. Congratulations okay. to Jeff Blake. Yes. We love you too, Dan. Um, uh, did anybody catch Jeff's post that he posted today? Of kind of, I think it was a bit balance related. It was, you know, sometimes it, it was. I think he caught he caught the the glimpse of himself in a picture, and he said he was kind of feeling like the crypt keep the crypt keeper. Ooh. If anybody can remember that Tales from the Crypt show, okay. I was pitching that to Ring of Honor last week that Tales we should get that that. Crypt Keeper to do some interview segments. Okay. That's fair. I actually pitched that. Can you do the that, laugh? That's Can you do the Crypt Keeper laugh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. But that's, that's, uh, that's really good. good. Play yeah. it on YouTube. But uh, anyway, uh, in, in Jeff's post, he was saying sometimes I'm too, I, he was too small. Other times he felt like he was too big. Then he was too small again. Then he felt like his hair at one point was like horrible, even though it became the staple of, of him. All stuff. And I found it, uh, I could really relate to what he was saying and I could really relate in this moment of my life. Not to say that this, this was the first time ever feeling maybe inadequate um, or less than best, you know, of, of presenting my best self. But I, I was feeling and I've been feeling with, with trying to find that perfect balance, which is tough with, with school and the podcast and work and personal life and all these things that, that I am not making enough time for my physical fitness uh, and my my mental health. And I know that a big part of that is putting on headphones and listening to good music and kind of just channeling energy uh, through fitness. Well, and the thing is, if you're not making, if you don't have enough time in your daily hours of work, then we know from people that we get inspired by that, what does that mean? Wake up earlier. Of course. Of go course. to the gym earlier. Take care. And like tomorrow morning, waking up 6 a.m., headed to the gym. Now, that's not 4.30 in the morning like some people we know. But it's 6 a.m., which is much, much, much earlier, earlier than, than your normal 8 start time. Of course. It's two hours before. Of course. Um, the time is there. But I also think right. it, it is essential to sleep enough. So finding it the is. balance again. And I feel like that is the optimum. That's the key word right now is just finding that balance and whatever that needs to be. Um, I think it is smart. Like we were saying with, with Jordan, just setting boundaries and, and, and making time for what, you know, makes right. you the most optimal or the, the best you, you can be. What I love from all this, not to cut you off, Jordan, but what I love, I from wasn't all even this, talking. You look like you were about to say something. Pirates. You were, you were swelling up like you were going to say something. I'm a pirate. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's good. Hang in there, George. Uh, is, 
If you're looking for steps on how to balance everything better, make a list at on Sunday night, like Justin said, of all the things you want to accomplish during the week and section it out into multiple kinds of sections. What do you want to do in your personal life? And that doesn't that, that doesn't mean like the gym and physical that it's not that stuff. Like what do you want to do personally for yourself? That could be hanging with friends and being social. It could be being creative and working on some sort of passion project, um, painting, uh, you know, doing painting a painting or, um, I don't know, whatever, playing video games, whatever you like to do, figure out where you're going to fit that in, figure out what you need to do for work that week, and then make another, um, part of this where you can figure out how you can do things to better your health and do your best to execute upon that. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't bite off more. You can chew. Do like one or two things in those extra areas of, you know, doing something personal and doing something for your health. Doesn't need to be a ton. It shouldn't be unrealistic. Push yourself a little bit, but make it realistic enough. And then see how much you can accomplish. If you find that you accomplish all of it and it was easy, add more the next week. If you find that that was just the right amount, then you found a great threshold for yourself and you should stick to that. If you find you can't do it, here's the big thing. Don't get pissed at yourself. Don't get frustrated. Don't just don't be rude to yourself or mean to yourself. Realize that it was probably too much right now and dial it back in the places that you can afford to dial it back just a little bit. Instead of two of one thing, do one thing. Instead of three, do two. Instead of four, do three. Figure out that balance, but don't be harsh on yourself, as Jordan always says. Isn't it weird that we can all like just be assholes to ourselves? Of course. Uh, yeah. It's weird. I mean, we're our harshest critics, so I think it is easiest to like deny ourselves before we deny anything else. Well, yeah, but... We should be empowering ourselves. Of course. Is the thing. And, and the hard part is a lot of us look to others for that validation and that reinforcement. And in some cases, I truly can understand that and relate to that. And I'm just as guilty as anybody else. And then in other cases, I tend to be a self-starter and not everybody has that ability. And then in other days, I'm a fucking procrastinator and it just, you know, like it, it bites you in the ass. Um, we also live in a culture that tells us we suck and we're broken and we should buy their products to fix us. Well, right. And yes, and it doesn't help when you have tons of people that are constantly posting their quote unquote ideal lives online yeah, and presenting and their best selves. presenting their best selves in one picture or one video. And that's what then people perceive it to be. And the reality of it is everyone, they're just like you, you know. Everyone has their ups and downs on a daily basis. Everyone has things that make them really happy and really sad. And most people do have moments of self-doubt almost every day. It's just that I think some people are very, very good at battling through that. And some people really let it overtake them. But that's – it's it's interesting. Um, I heard this today actually. Um, I was listening to one of Tim Ferriss's new episodes of his podcast. And he was talking about how – um, if for some reason some people identify uh, themselves sometimes based on their job alone. So if they have a great day at work, they're happy as a person. If they have a terrible day at work, they're fucking miserable as a person. So what he recommended, and I'm just passing on his information because I think it applies here, um, 
and I really liked what he had to say. So Tim Ferriss recommended that in any given day, you make time for multiple things that you can identify with. So your job is one of those things. And then as an example, let's use the ones that I said, physical health, that's something. So like if Justin, you made it a goal for yourself to run even just two miles on any given day, along with whatever work you were doing and you accomplished that two miles, yet you had a shitty day at work, those two things are separate. Right. Yeah, you had a shitty day at work, whatever, but you can feel really good about the other goal you set to run two miles. Right, so if they offset, then I can still feel like I'm neutral. And if you set a goal for like, you're gonna make Carly an awesome dinner, right? You know, as part of that too. Then if you've accomplished running two miles and you make an awesome dinner, then it's two out of three. Yeah, you had a shitty day at work, but look at these other two things that day that happened that made you feel good. Right, the scale is tipping in my favor. So, right, exactly. I, I agree with that, but I'd even take it a step further because even still it 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 seems like the maybe your self-worth or self-satisfaction or life satisfaction is still dependent on these multiple things but i'd introduce a practice uh that most would call meditation uh where you actually experience and come into contact and build consciousness of what you actually are because you aren't your job, obviously, and you aren't these things you do. You just are, you know, like we're, it's endless and formless. And it's just, it's whatever that observer is within us that sees what's going on in our lives. Like that's our true essence. And I feel like the more that we can come into contact with that, then the less dependent we will be on these other aspects of our life to give us feelings of self-worth or self-satisfaction. We could just accept existing as we are. Mm-hmm. Sure. I actually really relate with that, but the the example that comes up is when you go to a party or a social gathering and, and people off the bat just start asking you, what do you do? And then they define you as what you do. What do you mm-hmm. guys say to them right now? Uh, if someone asks me what I do, I say I do a bunch of things. Um, and usually I, this is kind of rehearsed at this point, but I say I'm a musician and an educator and that's it. That's succinct. And that's easy. And then if people want to dig further, um, and ask more then I will tell them more details, but usually that's enough for them to, you know, to get a, a little bit of information about me. I, I, uh, I've tried other variations of that and I don't, I feel douchey a right. lot of times. Right. For a while, it was just, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now with this Ring of Honor thing, that's like the one thing in my career that is not music based. There's a little bit of music. I'm like coordinating with the, you know, the, to have music in our programming and things like that. Um, I don't know. I just, to me, the, 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 the through line between everything is I just build community around things I'm interested in, whether it's this or beat well or ring of honor. But then if someone said like, do you have a job? If I do have a job, uh, that's different from what do you do? But it is different than what, like how that defines the person or how the person is phrasing the question to then define you by what you do. Yeah. If someone asks if I have, so that's what you are. It's like, of course, it's not what I am. It's just what I do. And if someone says, do you have a job? Then I can list the jobs I have. But if someone asks, what do I do? I build communities around things. Just hand them your resume. 
Well, so it's interesting that you brought that question up because um, in the in the punk rock MBA course, the me and Finn are working one, we talk a lot about building one's portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, and a portfolio in this sense isn't just like what we think of with an artist, you know, or like a financial portfolio. It's That's not what we mean. Um, and the way that we sort of position it is a portfolio is the answer to the question, what do you do, right? So if, if we think of it that way, your portfolio consists of quite a, quite a vast amount of things that you have already done that you would probably want to share and did, I would imagine you did share when going to get the job with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You know, so what were some of those things that you put in your portfolio when going to present your best self in that way? Right. Well, just for context, I mean, I never, it's not like I ever presented a resume no. of sorts, uh, but just the things, how I introduced myself and talked about what I do. Um, the band stuff, like playing in bands, that was helpful because through that, you know, I, I demonstrated that I could effectively manage people and projects. I could be an event producer. I could uh, create a brand. I can market a brand. I can merchandise a brand. Um, and then the same thing with Beatwell. I was able to get be a publicist. And for myself, I'm able to network and communicate effectively. I can... Uh, I, 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 I'm a performer, but I'm also a facilitator of people. Um, and it's all the same. It's just entrepreneurial skills. Right. Um, but, but, and, but I guess there are, you know, some entrepreneurs are only good working in a silo. For me, I know that I thrive off of collaboration and Mm -hmm. things like that. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that was interesting to me with Ring of Honor was that, with Beatwell and my lesson practice and, and uh, these things, it, it was just me. Like, that's why I like chocolate croissants. That's why I like being in a band is because it's not all on me. It's more fun when you get to bounce ideas off people. And it's more fun when you get to celebrate uh, successes. And it's also easier when you have to, you have support when things are hard. Um, I don't know if I'm still answering the original question. No, no that, I, I think you are. And it's, it's great because I can, I can like wholeheartedly relate to what you're saying because I feel like I'm doing the, like the ultimate resume currently because this convoluted over the top way too, what seems almost way too much um, application that I'm filling out currently. I, I've been saying this for days on. I've been working on this for a couple months. I feel like no matter how much I put into it, I feel like I'm never gonna be done because every time I think that I'm done, I think of something else. The way that you talk about the band, uh, I, I almost feel like I need to put that in. I start to have apprehension in thinking that it was so long ago, you know, given that the last time we, we did shows together and I was playing in a band um, full time was about six years ago. But all the lessons we learned from it still are relevant to this day. But are they relevant? Are those skills and experiences relevant to what you're applying for with this I think, resume? I think they're relevant and they're pertinent towards one of the two internships that I'm going for because one is information technology management and like informatic based. So then I do feel like all of those skills are very relevant to 
what they're asking for. And it is nice that a lot of the things I'm currently doing, I heavily could identify as, hey, I'm a great candidate and this is the place I want to be given what I'm currently doing, my current focus. And it is nice to, to have other people that that speak with a, a certain lexicon so that when I go do, when, when I when I am filling this out, I am speaking with the, the correct jargon of what I think they're looking for and really just presenting my best self. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 I mean, it really does feel like the ultimate resume because it, I'm selling myself in a way of if I don't tell them, they won't know. And well, I think right. that you- is the biggest part of this interview process of even getting to the interview is if I don't tell them, then they won't know. And I think we could kind of spin that and take that to if you are meeting people in the real world and you are building your network and people ask you, what do you do? Well, if you don't tell them anything and you shy away from that because you don't want to be identified as what you do, then they'll they'll never really know. And I know that I kind of went well, long when it came around the backside, but I do think that that becomes relevant to what we're talking just, about. Just make sure too though that, that you know your audience, right? You know, you know your ideal audience for whatever it is that you're answering that for, for whomever you're answering that question, because that is a big difference. Like I would argue that I don't know if it makes sense for you to put anything right now about the band. And maybe you could argue against that because there's a specific reason, but I would say curate the fuck out of what you're putting in there because you, it's better to have, and and again, I'm, I'm quoting our course. But I wholeheartedly agree with this. It's better to have less awesome shit, meaning less shit that's awesome, right? Than more shit that is just convoluted, of course, and and weighs down the things that really need to rise to the top, right? In that sense, I know you don't need that advice from me. No, no, no. But but it is one of those things where you start to realize that you feel like almost anything you've done that could be relevant, you want to put in there because the the rules aren't necessarily laid out exactly what these people are looking for. Mm-hmm. And that can be for whatever endeavor, you know, you end up trying to get in your life. If, if you're going to go through a process where someone else is going to evaluate you, you need to try to gather as much information as possible, break it down and give them what you think based on your best judgment they're looking for. And so for all of the research I've done, it seems like you want to give them everything, mm-hmm. but you want to limit the descriptions of right. the things that aren't as relevant. So if it's something that is like we played in bands, I can make that relevant, but that it's not as be relevant a, that can as be on like the list. it's not as relevant right. as like today shadowing a dietitian and, and seeing clients, right? And patients, exactly. right? Exactly. You know? yeah. that, that's a whole different ball game because that's specifically what you potentially could be doing and that's what they're looking for. This might be helpful to people listening. Because uh, for me, I've always preferred just having a face-to-face interview because you can't really convey much personality through a written resume um, or feeling. And so for me, even when I, I applied to one graduate school for the clinical psych program and I asked to meet with uh, the program manager, whoever would be kind of vetting these applications. Um, and she's now still a friend to this day. Um, but it wasn't expected for me to do that. But I knew that I wanted to go meet this person so that she could put a, a face and a personality to the piece of paper. Yep. Um, and, and I just trusted in myself in that way. Uh, similarly to with this Ring of Honor job, um, look, I was very prepared 
when when I pitched and and I knew the things I wanted to say, I knew the things I wanted to communicate um, in theory. But what I really focused on, and I never really had done this before, I'm more focused on the feeling that I wanted this other person to feel. Right. The, the excitement, it, the passion. And the conviction. And the conviction that you were portraying. Here's the question that will help our listeners, though. A lot of our listeners, I know for a fact, don't necessarily consider themselves to be good in real life, right? They're good behind the computer, behind the phone. They're not as comfortable getting out there. They are maybe introverted. They maybe are way more comfortable typing something and sending an email or sending a resume or filling out a form than they are taking the initiative that you took. Now, I firmly believe that people will hand over fist be more successful doing things that you did in real life. Getting out, meeting people, conveying that energy, conveying that emotion, shaking hands, looking somebody in the eye. But what would you say to someone who needs to do that but is terrified to do that or is apprehensive to do that or just simply says, yeah, I don't really think I need to? To answer your question, if, if I were an introvert, uh, which is vastly different from me being what I am currently, which, which is I'm an extrovert and I yeah. know that wholeheartedly. If I was an introvert, the first thing I would do is just admit that. Once it's on the table, what the fuck can people do? They're like, whoa, this person is like an extreme introvert, yet they're here, they're showing up, and maybe they don't jump out of their shell completely, but the fact that they're like, the turtle head is coming out of the shell, that's fantastic, and I would start to give someone in that position so much more credit. Mm. And the fact that they were open and honest mm-hmm. and and trustworthy enough to give me that inch, to me, that says it all. Because you know then they can they can back it up with conviction. They can back it up with all of these other things, uh, these, these great traits that you would maybe be looking for. What I think is really cool in that sense is someone could easily, as an introvert, send an email and kind of anonymously behind the keyboard, let it out, let the cat out the bag and say, hey, I'm an introvert, but this is the position I've always wanted. I'm very passionate about it. This is what I'm looking to do. And from there, then maybe it would be easier to facilitate a meeting and then go back to the classics. Like as soon as you're done with that meeting, you can send a nice thank you note. And because you're great behind the scenes, you can send off a really nice note. You know what I mean? Like right. all these things to kind of make it easier. But but once it's on the table, I think then you're kind of golden. I, I wouldn't say golden. I, I think one, it, it's more helpful to just admit it to yourself that you are sure. what you are. And then maybe maybe you take some of the pressure off uh, that, that you kind of wrestle with internally. Um, look, I think being honest and truthful is always the best practice because I think in general, it, it, it plays out. That doesn't mean that the person on the other end of that email or on the other end of that table during the meeting is going to be receptive to that. Sure. So let's actually, let's address something that was just written by Daniel Merlin, who said, um, I, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing your last name right, Daniel, but said, I have a lot of trouble relating to other people, which is uh, potentially an introverted personality, sure. especially when in, a, when in a work environment, I tend to shut down if the conditions aren't right. This is my difficulty with music as well. I don't like forcing myself or marketing myself forcibly to someone, uh, to, to others. 
I, I'm not going to answer that. What I am going to say is I don't think anyone can expect to achieve the level of success or fulfillment with their job or with their passion or whatever they do until they put themselves out of their comfort zone and put themselves in places with the people that they need to interact with in person, period. So I, and I, and I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm channeling my inner Finn right now, but, um, and, and I'm sorry if this comes off harsh and this isn't directed just at you, Daniel, this is directed at a lot of people who choose to shut down in an uncomfortable situation like that. If you choose to shut down in an uncomfortable situation like that, then you're never going to get over that thing. You have to push beyond it. And I like Justin's way of doing that. And the fact that you even came onto this thread and posted the comment that you did is a huge step in admitting that this is where I find my challenge. I need to change. How do I do it? Well, you and thank you for commenting and letting us know it's all good and, and even saying that you need to change. That's awesome, Daniel. Um, you have to just take the risk because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It might be a little awkward. You might reach out to someone and, and they don't reciprocate. You might ask for something and they say no. Um, at the end of the day, you know you can always go back to the comfort zone where you're comfortable as long as you don't beat yourself up about it. And but, I think what's important is that the your the self-esteem or how you deem uh, the experience, no matter how stressful it is, whether it's successful or not, it's not predicated on the result because you don't know these motherfuckers. They could be crazy and just say, fuck you or 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 not and just reject you for whatever it is because it's not a good fit right. and and that that can't be the prize the prize is internal it's the fact that you're stretching your comfort well, zone well right and that you are practicing doing it the right. fact that you're putting yourself out there even tonight you should feel really stoked about because you didn't do this before i don't think if this is the first time that you've admitted this in any sort of public forum and said this and put yourself out there, that is something to be incredibly proud of. And then it should fuel the next step in this practice. Did I get the bells? Yes. Yeah, I think bells. that gets a little bell action. Ow! And, you know, Daniel just wrote, he said, you know, I work hard, but I just do things that maybe people don't understand that I'm still hitting a wall that I don't understand. You know, not everybody's going to understand you. The best thing you can do is to be yourself. Uh, at the end of the day, like be confident in, in, in being who you are. Don't try to change because you want other people to think that you're something you're not, right? You know, like if, if you don't think people are going to understand you, that's okay. But you could also ask and I was just have say, a conversation yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you get into these situations, ask questions, what they're not understanding, it, whether it's something that you're doing, uh, you're not conveying, you know, whatever it may be, then you can start to figure out the best way to go about making that change because then you'll have honest feedback. So it's like the feedback loop, right? Like put it out there. And then see what comes back and then try to come up with it with a, a new plan maybe for the next time so that you start to get the result maybe that you're looking for without 
changing yourself, but maybe just pivoting a bit so that you can start to find people that relate to what you're, where you're coming from. Yeah. I love the idea of putting yourself out there, um, with your awkwardness, meaning saying, Hey, this is who I am. This is what my challenge is. I'm really working on it. Um, here are some of the things that I do that people find strange. Here's some of the things that I do that, um, that I find strange about myself. What do you guys think? You know, put that out there you'll probably get some good answers and you'll probably feel a lot better about yourself because you'd be amazed at how many people on a daily basis think that they look awkward or, you know, uh, exerting the wrong body language or they're... Everyone's weird as fuck. Yeah, dude, like quirky and idiosyncrasies are like what makes us all so unique. I think of... Uh, not to like you know whatever i think of in in jordan's band the dynamic of the quirkiness is what makes them so lovable it's it's awesome you know like jordan seems to kind of have his shit together but he's got like two other band members that are like that that have tons of quirks but it makes them how i mean that's like the greatness of the band to me plus then they put out music that's quirky and it all to me fits the mold yeah so like i think like we've said what we've just been saying own that shit and yeah, and so I remember happens. at the start of grad school, it was. I, I guess I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't feel grounded in the expression of myself, and I remember at the start of it, just not feeling comfortable in my own skin, and and it was it sucked, and, and I felt I or I saw myself trying to quote fit into whatever I thought this uh, what would be more average for lack of a better term and the more i started one owning the musician within myself but also just like i'm a weird dude i have a weird sense of humor i say stupid shit all the time but like the more that i allow that to come out even at work now it's like everything gets better how does because it come out because at, it's my truth how does it come out at work now I just say stupid shit give me an, do you have an example um so, yeah you just you did, the whole parrot thing I did do the parrot thing. That is thing. true. But, but that, you did a whole fucking, cheeseburger post today. That was fantastic. The parrot thing is genius, I have to admit. Okay. Um, I'll think of something at work Think of something. Today. Okay. I'm All right. Curious. But So we're approaching an hour. I think we should start to wrap this up. We have um, a couple more questions. We there, should get to Yeah, them. yeah. So there, there's a question here from Jorge Torres who says, what's your suggestion for someone who had a late start in being a responsible adult? Hard to admit that there's a lot of catching up that I have to do. Attitude-wise, I'm very comfortable now, but I'm overwhelmed by not being where I am, more so financially, and I know that I may need to have to sacrifice my music career a bit. Well, if you're a, I don't know, look, music, I can speak to it. You want me to speak music to it? is a young man's game. So if you're trying to do music right now and you're trying to like bet your life on that, that's probably a fucking shit bet. Unless you have very little responsibility especially to other human beings right or unless you have unless you are financially stable in some other way and right. you can afford to do that but start start now like it doesn't matter when you start start now start making the right decisions now yeah it's very black or white it, it, yeah. it is like you either are going to be a shitty adult or you're going to be a good adult but if you have responsibility and you're 30 years old and you want to create a life for yourself and you're just starting out in music, it's probably not the best career path. And that's just, I, 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 I know it's probably shitty of me to say that because I, music is my career, 
But I started but music started when, when I was like fucking fifteen. Four years old. Yeah, but you started when you were like a baby. I started drums. working when I was fifteen sure. in music, you know, right. or, or or fourteen. So, but I could, if I were thirty or even past twenty five. I don't know if I would if I would start music. still be pursuing that as absolutely the goal. yeah absolutely I, not. I think it's just about being realistic. Do you have to fully dial back on this music career? Of course not. You can still have your fun. Of course, Jordan still figures it out. Maybe he only has time to play like two, two, three shows a month kind of deal. But you still get to do what you want to do musically. You can still make it happen and still have a music career. I think it's just having a clear definition of what this musical musical career actually is like for me currently i know this this is not even like negotiable i know that if if i were to try to make more time in this idea of balancing time to to play in a band and and do it the way i would want to do it it's not going to happen it's just not because the 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 effort I would want to put into it to get it to the level where I feel good about it in the way that I want to feel. It's just not going to happen right now. Not to say that I can't come back to that in my adult life, which I'm currently living. It's not, I can't come back to that when things kind of dial back and, or maybe, you know, there's more autonomy, you know, that I can Mm -hmm. kind of with, with other things that I can come back to that, of course, but it's just not realistic right now. But the fact that you're talking about it, I think you are starting to be or you're conscious of it which means that you're you can start to make this decision of how realistic is making a career out of music right now versus maybe adulting and growing up and, and maybe picking a few other things to do and then coming back to that music career yeah I, I just be honest with yourself and look at your responsibilities and realize that it is a very it, it is probably the most competitive world to try to get yourself into um you know the entertainment business right let's call it that right at a late age if you're you know starting late it is it, again if you have no responsibility go for it but if you have responsibilities and you need to pay bills and you have a family to take care of or if you have anything that any anyone or any anything that's relying upon you being consistent music is definitely not the way to go um as shitty as that sounds and so, the, the realities the responsibilities like that's good to keep in check, but make sure you're just not comparing yourself to others your age. And then you feel like you're late to the game just because you're comparing yourself to others. Cause a lot of people kind of throw in the towel in their dreams and just do what they feel is expected. And they're miserable when you could be over there looking at them and being like, Oh, it looks like they've got it figured out because they have something a bit more steady. Sure. But if you're unhappy, then what's the fucking point? Of course. True. Again, you have to look at the choices you made um, that have led you to where you are. You have to weigh everything in that decision. You can't just say, well, fuck all my responsibility. I'm going to go do this because you, the reality of it is as an adult, you have responsibilities and you have to, you, you don't want to put, you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation specifically financially, um, just because you're choosing music. You know, if you have debt to pay, if you have bills to pay, if you have responsibility in, in some way financially, if you don't pay it, if you don't take care of those responsibilities, then it is going to be way worse in the long run. You can't just say fuck off to those things. So you have to be realistic on uh, of your situation. So Can I make an odd request to those watching this right now on Facebook Live? Um, can you – we appreciate if you did the like or the heart. That's very sweet. Could we see if we could change them all to the sad face right now? 
I want to see if that's possible. I just want to see these tear emojis. All right. Light up the screen. So, all right. All right. To finish that one, responsibility. Just taking responsibility yep. for where you are in your life, not comparing yourself to others. I think that's kind of, I think that hits it where it needs to hit it. Yeah. And that brings us to the end oh, of- Oh, look at that. There look you at go. That. that brings us to the end of episode 46. No, wait. We actually, do we want to do one more? I actually advertised in the Facebook thread that I was going to give my Limp Biscuit 2018 State of the Union. So I'm going to get into that now. All right. Uh, 2018 State of the Union. Let's, well, the, let's do it. The sad faces. There was a are, question of- Look at that. Look at these sad faces. You, you can just amazing. keep clicking it. It's not that crazy. So so there was a question though for Limp Biscuit related questions. What are your favorite Limp Biscuit song? So I'm going to pass it off to Jordan before he gets into his- What did you call what you're going to do? The Limp Biscuit 2018 State of the Union. I think that's what I said it was. Okay. So do you, I have very definitive thoughts on- on that band right now, so first, I think. I think. Do you have a favorite album by Limp Biscuit? Three dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. Okay, Matt comes out swinging. Jordan. No, I don't. I don't. I think I take them more as just as one thing, and I don't. I don't discriminate one album from the other. No. Um, yeah. Three dollar bill, y'all, I mean, and Significant Other are their best albums. Mm. For sure. But it's so hard not to say chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. We've talked about this before. We, you and I have done this we while know, we, know. We, we, we have talked about this on the podcast. So Halfway. anyway, things come in like 20 year cycles. So it being 2018, Limp Bizkit really started to hit around 1998. I think in the next, now I think in the next year, I think they could do well doing a, a co-headline states tour with Korn. They've done it over in Europe. So this came They're to mind. They're currently playing the Warp Tour. Do you know this? Limp Bizkit? There's like a, I think it's Japanese potentially. It's not here. It's in another, whole other world. But there is a, a Warp Tour happening that is Limp Bizkit, Korn, and if anybody knows the third one, tell us. But it's only three bands. That's Probably all they're advertising. Orgy. Orgy. Or oh, yeah. It's like the Family Values reunion. All right, can you get to this? It is like the 1998 Family Values reunion. I just think they, 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 Played it well that they've stayed quiet. They've stayed relatively outside of the states, and I think that because they were like the easiest target to shit on, uh, partly because they got so big, but also partly because like they acted like douchebags. But I think they, I think it's they're ironically cool, but I think they can also just be cool as well now. What are you talking All right. about? <laughs> All right, These guys, are the things I we, talk about we, at work. we are going to do our best to either you record. You want to answer that? No, that's, okay. we're not going to get into that stuff here. Got no it. no offense. There's one listener out there who knows I'm right. No. And you're like, oh my God, Jordan is saying Hold what on. I've always thought, but couldn't <laughs> articulate to myself. Hey, Nick, uh, Alberts, thank you for your question. Uh, we're not going to talk about that here. If you want to talk about that, we can talk per- privately. You can shoot me a, a, a message and we can dig into that stuff, but um, I don't want to discuss that here. We've actually talked about that quite a bit on the podcast. Um, I've talked about it quite a bit in other areas, so you can find that information, but if you want to talk to me personally, just shoot me a message and we can dig into it. Um, Robert, we are going to start live streaming when we have guests here. Um, now that we can do it from the computer, it's much easier. Um, that being said, if we're doing interviews via Skype, uh, we're gonna do our best to record video there as well like we did with Rosie's most recent episode for episode 45, which I don't know if we have that video uploaded to YouTube yet, but as soon as we do, we'll post it here. We have not finished remixing and mastering 
uh, all of the old episodes, but that is something that our dude Joe, shout out to Joe, uh, is working on. I was talking to him the other day about that, but Joe takes on so much responsibility with the podcast as is, so I, I think it's going to take a little bit of time, But and we don't want to go out of order. We want to start with number one right. and have everything uploaded, but uh, things are coming. Clips are coming, text on the clips. If you want to help, reach out. Seriously, like a dude like Joe, he uh, yeah, he's we, just helping out. There's a couple people out there who've been very helpful to us, but um, as you've heard in this episode, the three of us only have so much time. Uh, we're very passionate about this, but the reality is that um, you know whatever bit of money we make from these sponsors, a uh, shout out to Nata Tattoo, Road Microphone, etc. But all of that money goes directly back into uh, like we just got a website and. Uh, you know, we're working on a logo. Yeah. Guys, and if look, if you have ideas to promote this podcast, like send them our way. Feel free to take ownership and take responsibility. And if you want to make imagery, if you want to make, you know, videos or audio clips or whatever it is, post them in the group for us to see just so we can make sure that there are things we want to put out there. But um, by all means, like feel free. Like if you if you have the skills and you're excited and you want to put some time into it, we will more than happily support it and uh, accept that and yeah. use us to build your own portfolio yeah by all means if, if we use your stuff put it on your put it on your resume put it in your portfolio totally cool yeah to be completely honest the three of us our skills are relatively limited when it comes to things like photoshop and final cut iMovie like there's a lot of stuff that we've figured out along the way because we said yes to this project and are figuring it out but there's there's still so many holes that we'd love to fill so yeah please get at us Get at it. All right. Get at it. So well, really quick. So we've been using the Rode NT-USB microphone. It's right in front of this Facebook Live. Right uh, hey, this is nice. Well, now that you turn that around, it won't pick up. But we, these no, are the, the Procasters we normally use when we have guests. Uh, <clears throat> they're super durable. And uh, we took all those, all four of the Procasters, to... Uh, <clears throat> damn, dude. Um to the food market when we did that episode. So yeah, that did. was fun. That was fun. Um, we don't have our Nata Tattoo care kit. We're waiting for one. We want to demo this. We're getting three so we can show you guys as soon as they arrive, uh, pro- hopefully next week, for next week's episode, um, we'll be doing some stuff with, with that for the Nata Tattoo lovely people. Um, anyway, well, we hope you guys had a great night. For those that watch this on the live stream, thank you for your time. It's been over an hour and there's been a pretty consistent amount of you guys in here. So thank you for tuning in. For those that are listening to this uh, on lo- online or on your phones, I'm very, very sorry. Well, if- Matt's mom is watching. What's up, Matt's mom? Yeah, she just texted Calling me. you out for biting your nails. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Where did she write that? I don't even see that. You had a text. <laughs> oh, really? Mom, I'm not biting my nails. I'm trying to get dirt out from under them. Jesus Christ. I can't do anything. Can't do anything right. Even my mom is watching me from everywhere. All right, Mom. Well, I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. But uh, to everybody else, thank you for listening. We're sorry if uh, this episode... Wait, let's do this outro now so I don't have to do it later. All right, and go. So... No, we're not doing (laughs) this now. All right. Wait, no, 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 no. I'll do it myself. Just say say bye. Wait, you're going to do the outro at another time? I'll do the outro another time. Just like say goodbye. Like the whole shebang? Yeah, just say goodbye. Okay. Just, just leave. Matt, look these, at the camera. Let these people go. Let my people go. All right, Judah. <laughs>
Is that did you or is that Judah? Judah? Judah, Judah or Moses? Judah or Judas? I don't know. Moses maybe. Carly sings Judas. All right. Now right my here. mom. Now my mom's gonna start texting me like the proper like Jewish history, and I'm gonna just. No. This is my favorite part of these podcasts. <laughs> I love when things go off the rails. Right, can you please just recite the Old great, Testament real fast? It's a, this feeling yeah. that you experience. Of I have to pee. Tension. I have, I have to. Dude, pee. I've had to pee for forty minutes. All right. Well. All right. Bye, everybody. No, 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 we love no, 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 you. No, no. Come on, man. Hey, right, I've got a catchphrase. I never had a catchphrase before. All right, end this broadcast. Okay, we're we're grateful. We're appreciative for all those paying attention on Facebook Live. For all those paying attention on the. Uh... I already said all that. Oh God. Do you got double snaps in you? What's a double snap? Like a. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I already okay. said all that. Anyway, Can you just say bye and let these people fucking go on with their lives. Jesus Christ. Bye bye. Thank you. Did Professor Goodman, Jordan Goodman to be exact, teach you anything in this episode about uh, the story of where the parrot got his name from, from the pirate? Please let us know. Please go to facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants. Join the group if you haven't already and let us know your thoughts on the parrot pirate ordeal. Okay? Thank you. We appreciate that. Also, if you have a spare moment, please go on iTunes, uh, search Chocolate Croissants, rate and review. That would be fantastic. We don't know how it really works, but we know that it is uh, important uh, in, for the growth of the podcast. So if you have some time, please do that as well. If you haven't already joined the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Chocolate Croissants, please join us. Uh, the questions that were answered and the live stream that occurred, you can actually watch that if you join the group. And uh, all of the questions come from the group. And every week when we have a guest, we will post about the guest and we will open up the forum to you all, the listeners, uh, our favorite people in the world, our best friends, to ask questions so that we can incorporate what you want to know on top of what we're wondering for each guest. I want to quickly thank Nat Attat too being the sponsor this week visit their website nat-a-tat-the number two dot com and if you're really feeling saucy buy a couple products test out one of the kits like matt's been using uh, and you can enter the code word in all caps chocolate 25 and that's the numbers 25 chocolate 25 uh, and you'll get 25% off your entire order. You can't beat that. I want to quickly let you know that I recorded the intro and outro and the whole, uh, the actual episode. The three of us just shared a Rode NT-USB microphone. We urge you to go check those out. Uh, they're super badass. And we've been using all of Rode's gear from the beginning. We love them. They've been nothing but supportive. So check their stuff out. Again, Nata Tattoo, search them, search for them on Instagram at N-A-T-A-T-A-T-2, the number two, uh, and you'll find them on their socials. You can check out their website again, N-A-T-A-T-T-A-T-the-number-two.com. Use that keyword, use that keyword, no, use that code, chocolate25, the number two, five, discount, you get 25% off. 
your entire order. You can't beat that. Our guest next week is Yvette Young. If you have questions, join that Facebook group that I told you about, I think, two or three times already, and you can get your questions in. I believe that will be two nights from now, Wednesday night, whatever the date that is, right? February the something. So please join us. Rate and review on iTunes. We will love you forever for that. Check out Nata Tattoo. Go check out Rode. Go buy an NT-USB microphone. Go buy a Nata Tattoo uh, care kit for your tattoos. Uh, we will see you in the Facebook group. And, uh, and that's about it. We'll see you next week for episode 47.